0: Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates. To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you, WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting Hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email staging area, and 99.9 uptime guarantees. WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a faster website means higher profits so now since i have created systems that continue to grow the other parts of the business even if i'm not actively working on it i can now spend time to build up other traffic sources that way even if one were to fail i would have time to focus on another or focus on that one to build it back up and this is how you insulate yourself from having to go back and get in a job Regular people are taking their passions and interests, writing about it in a blog, and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, welcome to episode two of the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, Thanks for making us part of your day and welcome to episode two of how I quit my job by making money from a simple website, a simple blog. And as mentioned, this is part two. If you haven't already, I highly suggest you go back and listen to part one. Part one of this uh, little short series that we have is basically outlining the eight steps that I took to go from working a regular nine to five job to actually now working from home Uh, before, you know, pre-pandemic. You know, I was doing this before it was even cool (laughs) to work from home. But episode one goes into full detail about the first four points. And just as a quick reminder as to what those four points were, point number one was to define your why. Why are you doing this? Point number two is to be desperate and fed up with your current circumstance. Point number three was to settle on a way to earn an income. And then finally, part four and the first part of our uh, series here, build an audience. Now, I know that might seem a little uh, uh, easier said than done, but we do go into great detail on how to do that in the actual uh, episode one. So again, if you haven't checked it out, highly suggest you go check it out right now and then come back and finish listening to this episode. So to move on, to get the last four points on uh, basically step by step, how I was able to go from a nine to five job to now full time uh, writing blogs online, shooting YouTube videos, doing podcasts. You know, this is how I was able to do it. So let's go ahead and jump into the next or the last, I should say, four steps. So remember, our previous one was to build an audience. That was our last step. Now, once you have built that audience, it's now time to monetize that audience. So first, I want you to keep in mind the order in which we did this. We had to get the audience first and then we monetize the audience. So it is possible to do both at the same time. But when you are brand new, I highly suggest that you just focus on one at a time. Focus on building the audience, focus on being helpful, focus on becoming a resource that people want information from in a very specific niche or space or topic or however you want to use it. Once you've done that and people trust you, then and only then is it time to monetize that audience. And when we say monetize, we mean find a way to earn money from that audience, One principle that I always want you to remember is that people equals money. People equals money. Where there are people, there is money to be made. So by building that audience first, now you have the people. That's the hard part. Monetizing that audience actually is kind of the easy part. Now, what do you market to your audience? You need to be able to market things that they would be interested in, things that they would be interested in purchasing, things that are going to solve a problem in their lives. So in order to do that, you need to know your audience. Now, knowing your audience is kind of a catchphrase if you th- if you think about it a lot of times people online say oh you need to know your audience but very rarely do people go into detail as to what that means to know your audience means you need to learn their likes you need to learn their dislikes you need to learn what things they need in their lives to fix whatever problem that they currently have in whatever space that you're in so Uh, That's a little vague. Let's be a little more specific. In the previous episode, we did talk about creating or making cups of coffee. So let's just say you have a coffee blog and you're talking about different ways to make coffee using a French press. So what's a common problem that people will have when trying to make coffee with their French press? I know when I got mine, one of my biggest issues was I didn't know how long do I let the coffee stay in the water. And I didn't even know that you were supposed to steer it before you even let it sit. I just ground up the coffee, put the water in there, and just looked at it, right? So that's a a problem. That's a problem that I need, a question that I needed answered, and I Googled it. And lo and behold, I stumbled upon a blog that answered that question. What I found out was I needed to let it steep for about four minutes, and I needed to stir it before letting it steep. So, Armed with that information, a coffee blogger could create content that helps me out of that jam. Then, now that we've created the content, we've drawn the audience, we've built that audience, now it's time to find a way to monetize them. And we can monetize that audience by offering something that that coffee drinker probably wants. So, obviously, a coffee drinker needs more coffee. And there's tons and tons of affiliate programs on the internet that allow you to market other, other companies' coffee, and then you can get a commission from the sale. Another thing that you can think about uh, offering to this audience would be uh, a French press itself. Maybe I'm just looking for, you know, how long do I let the coffee steep because I'm looking to get a French press. So that in your article, you can say, by the way, this is the French press that I use and then give an affiliate link or maybe link over to another article within your site that gives a full review of your favorite French press. And that is how you monetize the audience. People are going to find it, click on it, see your suggestions and then go and buy it. More times than not, they're not going to buy it. But the small percentage that will is enough to get you a full-time income if you can do it enough. Once you have found these products that interest your audience, found these products that are going to help them move on with their lives in that particular space, it's up to you to try your best to really earn as much money as you can from each one of those individuals. And the best way that I have found to do this is by building an email list. Building an email list is essential if you would like to make money long-term with your business. And the best way to collect email addresses is by using what's called a lead magnet. Now, a lead magnet uh, is one of those technical marketing terms, especially online. You know, if you want someone's email address, It's best to offer them something of value for free in exchange for that email address. Always, always, you need to give a reason to get someone's email address. Too many times I'm going along uh, on blogs online and they say, oh, just join my newsletter. You may have heard that if you're new. Or have seen it online. Just join, you know, give me your email address and I'll send you a weekly email. To be honest, that does work, but not very often. If you want to put the growth of your business on steroids, then I suggest coming up with a lead magnet. A lead magnet is some free information that you've put together that is helpful to your audience. Back to our coffee example a lead magnet that you could use for that is perhaps the top 10 French presses that you can buy for less than $20. Again, this has to be something that is useful. One thing that I tell my students quite often when creating their lead magnets is, it needs to be something that's so good, that's so well put together that you would normally charge for it. Maybe not a lot of money, but you would normally charge for it because you put so much work into it. So much information is packed in it that you would probably want to sell it for $5, $10, $20. But the key here is you're going to give it away for free in exchange for an email address. Now, what is different in the way that I usually uh, teach people to come up with their lead magnets and really come up with their affiliate programs as well is that you should choose one primary signature offer. This is one thing that you are going to stand by and you're going to kind of make it the center point of your website. I like to call this the focal point project where the center part of your entire website has to deal with one particular offer that's probably going to make you also the most money. And then you're going to create content around this particular post. And anytime there's a question or a comment or a concern within your article, you can just point them to your signature offer over and over and over again throughout the articles. This way you can start funneling your traffic to one offer and earn the most money as quickly as you possibly can. Now that's kind of the oversimplified way of doing it, but that works very well. A question that I get often too is, does that mean that your website can only be about one particular product? And the answer to that is no, it can be about as many products as you want. You need to be careful because it can get overwhelming having to deal with multiple affiliate programs, multiple products, and things of that nature. However, I definitely recommend that someone starts with anywhere from one to about 10 different affiliate programs that they are offering. Make those good review posts and a resource tools page on their websites and then direct the traffic from there to those resources. That is easily the fastest way to monetize your audience. There are other ways in which you can monetize the audience, but the point of what we're talking about here is how to do it as quickly as possible. So after we have now begun to monetize the audience and we're earning a good income from that. Point number two is we need to make a plan, not just quit, okay? We don't want to just quit our jobs. We need to have a plan. And really the first thing that I had to be okay with before I quit my job was the fact that if I had to, I would get another job. At the end of the day, Most companies, especially large companies, only see their workers as numbers on a page. Sometimes the CEO is across the world making a decision as to whether or not you're going to have a job tomorrow. So we need to walk into this with the exact same mindset. That at the end of the day, a job is just that a job. And if we needed to get one tomorrow and start looking, then we would, especially if we were forced to and had our backs up against the wall. So in this instance, we are being proactive. And almost getting ahead of the fact that we could be let go. So in order to do that, you need to have a plan. I had a wife, we'll still have a wife and Uh, Benji. So I couldn't just frivolously quit my job because I have responsibilities. I needed to be sure that what I was doing was working. But if you're younger or if you don't have a family, then you can take more risks because you can probably crash on your parents' couch if you needed to for a little while, or maybe a friend's house for a little while. I didn't have that luxury. Because I didn't come across this type of business until later on in life. So the plan that I came up with was I needed to pay off all of my bad debt. So I used the money that I made directly from my blog and just paid off all of the bad credit card debt that I had. I had accrued over $30,000 worth of of credit card debt that was being charged anywhere from 15 to 16% to upwards of 24 or more percent in interest. Every payment that I made was just interest, and the principal balance would just go down by a few dollars. And that is pretty depressing when you get paid and you put down four to six hundred dollars a month onto these credit cards just to see the balance change by a few dollars. But once I was able to get this money uh, from the business and pay off all of that bad debt, I then had a little bit of freedom because I was actually saving myself money now. Instead of having to pay out four to $600 to keep the credit card companies at bay for just 30 more days, I was able to keep that money and do something else with it. So after doing that, I came up with what I call my survivor number. Now, the survivor number was the amount of money, the minimum amount of money that I need to make in order to take care of the bills and of the family. To make sure we still had a roof over our heads, to make sure that we still had food on the table. That was the goal, to get that survivor number. What's the minimum amount of money that I can make? Once I got that number, then I was able to create a budget around that number i was able to look at the amount of money that my business was taking in and seeing if it was even possible for me to quit the job when i realized that i was making enough money to quit the job then i started to build an emergency fund now, any uh, financial advisor worth their weight in gold is probably going to tell you, you need to have at least three to six months worth of reserves and a savings account, where if the money stopped today, if the income for your business just disappeared overnight, you would at least be able to survive for about three to six months. But because I had a family, because I had a child that we needed to take care of where random stuff can happen at any moment, I decided to kind of double that. So instead of having three to six months worth of reserves, I made sure I had like nine to 12 months worth of reserves because I wanted to be absolutely sure that if the money did stop and I needed to find another job, I would have time to do so. The key here is when I learned how to blog, I developed a money making skill that I was able to use at will. And that's the main difference when you have a job because you are working for someone else to be their passive income. The second that I realized that creating my own resources, that creating my own business, my own videos, my own writing online, my own identity that I finally see that I was creating income for myself that didn't need a business or company to pay me other than mine. That was huge for me. I remember making the very first sale on one of my courses. And when I made that very first sale, I realized that I took something that did not exist literally weeks before And created some type of value to where other people saw that same value and decided to invest in themselves and trust me with their money to teach them how to do the same things that I had done previously. I took nothing and created something and made some money while doing it. Once you can earn money that way, then you realize that you can now create your own money at will. So that's point two, make a plan. Don't just quit, just make a plan and then execute that plan. So before we get into the last two points, we're going to take a short break right here. The last two points is probably the hardest points that you need to work on in order to make this last. So a quick break and see you on the other side. I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it was to build a website when I first got started blogging. Building web pages was a chore, trying to collect email addresses was totally hit and miss and trying to hire someone to do this kind of stuff for me was insanely expensive until I stumbled on Thrive Themes. Before Thrive Themes, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month just to keep my site up and running, collecting new leads for my business. But now I pay one flat fee and get everything that I need in one plug in. There are thousands of themes out there on the internet, but Thrive Themes is the only one that is not only lightning fast and very intuitive, but it is the only theme that I have seen that is also very conversion focused, meaning more leads for your business, which equals to more money in your pocket even with a small audience. Thrive Themes is the one and only plugin that I install on every one of my new websites that I build because it just works. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes and can get you a 24% off coupon when you sign up for their Thrive Membership yearly plan. So start or improve your blog today by adding what some are calling the ultimate arsenal of business weapons, all in one place. Visit Benji's dad.com slash thrive themes. That's Benji's dad.com slash thrive themes for your 24% off coupon. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a blog and start generating a passive income, but just don't know how to go about it. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. BlogBuilder Pro takes the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy and step-by-step guide called the Nifty 50 core steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting into their sites will yield them some kind of results. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive discounts, and a community that is there to help answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training holding your hand step-by-step from start to finish. And listeners of the Blogger Evolution podcast get a special treat by getting a 10% discount just by using promo code PODCAST. So go to blogbuilderpro.net and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is blogbuilderpro.net and use promo code PODCAST for your exclusive 10% discount. All right, so we are back from break, and now time for our shout out of the day presented by Active Campaign. Active Campaign is the email autoresponder that we use here on the Blogger Evolution podcast exclusively. We definitely recommend that you go check it out. It makes the process of capturing emails, putting them in nurturing sequences, and earning more revenue for your business super, super easy. If you want to check it out, be sure to go to benjisdad.com activecampaign. That's benjiesdadcom slash activecampaign for more information. So before we jump into our question of the day, we're going to also read our podcast review of the day. And this is one of the newest ones that we've got from Grace. So let's read what Grace had to say. She says, no fluff. If you want to learn about blogging and make money from it, Chris Miles is your man. I've known him as a blogger when we both first started in this space, and I can tell you he knows his stuff. His blogging income sure surpassed mine, and I'm still playing catch up to him. As someone who will will give you the necessary steps, tools, and techniques, Chris will no doubt take you on a path to successful blogging. If you follow his advice, I myself continue to learn from him to this day, even having been a blogger for years myself. And I believe you should, too. Great podcast, Chris. This is just the beginning of another new level of your business, and I look forward to seeing how much you can grow from here. I wish you much success on your podcast. So big shout out to Little Mama, who is also known as Grace. You can check out her YouTube channel. Just search Little Mama on YouTube and she'll be the first one to pop up. So if you would like a shout out, then be sure to leave a review on your favorite podcatcher. The ones that are most popular, obviously, are Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So be sure to go there, leave a review and it might get featured on the podcast. All right, so back to our question of the day. What is the hardest thing about going full-time with your business? Now, so far, we've already talked about monetizing your audience, and you have also talked about uh, making a plan. Don't just quit your job. Actually have a plan for what it is that you want to do. But now, you would think those would be the hard things that you needed to do for your, uh, for your business. No, step number three, or point three, This was one of the hardest things that I needed to do for my business when I quit my job. And that was just that quitting the job, making the leap, jumping. That was the hardest decision I had ever had to make pretty much in my life because quitting your job is risky. But the thing is, online business is risky as well. No risk, no reward, right? In order to take a risk, you need to have a certain level of I can take this. <laughs> and I'm I'm to be honest, I'm still not sure if I have it. But I made sure that all of my ducks were in a row and made the leap. Again, remember with our uh, the companies that we are working for, the jobs that we're working for, You know, it isn't always the case, but a lot of the times you're just a number. And if the numbers don't work out, they will cut you. Working to develop someone else's passive income is going to leave you nowhere when they no longer have a use for you. This was kind of seen with the state in which the world is in at the current moment with the pandemic that's going on. Sometimes the numbers just don't work out. And it may not even be the fault of the company. They just need to make sure that they survive, even if it's at your expense. I don't want to get all political or anything like that, but you have to realize that you don't want to lean or have to depend on the government or depend on a 401k or depend on a social security that may not be there when you're finally able to retire. The younger you are, the less riskier making an endeavor like this can be. But as long as you put the steps that we kind of previewed in our previous step, and just make sure that you follow those things in order, you can make a well-educated decision. And that decision can and will change your life if you let it. Because of the Internet, the Internet has made this world a much smaller place. And as a result, we have access literally to billions of people, billions with a B, And it's just up to us to find a small subsection of those people who are interested in us. We had the example of Kevin Kelly and the thousand true fans. That basically says that if you can find a thousand people who just love you, and maybe you do something where they earn, sorry, do something where you would earn $100 from each one of those thousand people, then you can have a six-figure income. So if you had a course, or if you had an affiliate program that you started promoting, and after someone purchases, you got at least $100 back, you would just need to do that a thousand times in order to make a six-figure income. And when you have access to billions of people through our blogs, or through our YouTube channels, or through our podcast, or however you want to get people. You start to realize that a thousand people is not that many people. And once you see that the world has become a smaller place because of the internet, it's not that difficult to get a thousand true fans. So that's probably the hardest part right there, is actually making the leap, making the jump. Unfortunately, for some, they don't have that decision. That decision was made for them when they got let go. But if you can stay, if you can stay ahead of it somewhat, then you can have more control over your own situation. So the fourth point, the eighth and final point from that that we have covered over these last two uh, episodes. So just do a quick review. Define your why be desperate, settle on a method, build an audience, and then what we've covered in this episode, monetizing that audience, making a plan to quit the job, actually following through and quitting that job. The last point here is to maintain. Maintaining has been one of the more difficult things for me to have to learn. And I know it's not just me. A lot of people have to deal with this, especially when they're finally off on their own. That as soon as I quit my job, I literally took about a four month break from doing anything. It was kind of detrimental to my business. It didn't really work out too well. But because of what I had built up in the past, all of these passive income sources It wasn't devastating. Did I see a change in my income? Of course I did. But it wasn't as bad as you would think it would have been had I just stopped working a job and the income just stopped. And that's the whole point of building a blog. You're trying to create a passive income that literally makes money while you're snoozing. That's literally making money while you're doing something else. You're putting up a foundation in place so that you can earn an income while doing whatever it is that you want to do. So anyway, even though I did take that little break, what I realized about myself was that in order to stay motivated, I needed to start setting my own business goals. That's something I probably should have done in the very beginning. I had read about doing it. I had seen other people doing it, but I never did it myself with creating business goals. Because what I realized is while you are working a regular job, your boss tells you when things are due. Your boss tells you what you need to be doing and when you need to do it. But when you are working on your own, when you are the CEO, when you're the unemployed CEO, that some people like to call it, You need to come up with those things on your own. So I had to learn pretty quickly, I needed to be a lot more organized than I was before. I set up a calendar, set up to-do lists. I then got to the point to where I would uh, set up every week and plan out my activities so I can feel like I had completed and accomplished some things. Because there were times where if I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. In fact, that's the best part and the worst part about owning your own business. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. Everything depends on you, which is a good thing. But then also, everything depends on you, which can be seen as a bad thing if you take the wrong attitude towards it. In terms of income, like I mentioned, my income did uh, change a little bit while I had stopped working for that little bit of time. So I had to come up with what I call a drop dead number. So I basically had a number in my checking account or my savings account where if the money fell below that number, I was going to need to start looking for a job. Remember, I had built this nest egg up of a decent amount of cash that I could have in reserves in case the income from the business stopped. So it actually got close to that drop dead number after about four to six months. But then there was a quick turn. What I realized was the business that I continued to work with, even though I had taken off that four month or so break. When I finally started working again. It built a, it, built back up. And now I started having a better reserve and I started being smarter with the money that I was spending I really, again, had to be okay with going back and getting another job if I needed to. It wasn't ideal. It's not what I wanted to do, but it's what I had to keep in mind in case I had to, because I had a family. I couldn't just you know, throw it up and just uh, uh, hope that it worked out. I needed to be more proactive. Now, even though I wasn't doing anything to build up my business per se in that time immediately after quitting my job. I did continue to train. I did continue to uh, uh, build myself up, buying additional trainings. I remember specifically, I bought a pretty expensive training and I made a YouTube video about it. I'll be sure to put that into the show notes, but I made a, uh, I, I went ahead and made a purchase to teach me Facebook ads. And as a result, I got pretty good with Facebook ads during that time. I remember I used to look at the ads manager and get lost. Now I know what I'm doing. I even started an agency and started running advertising for other companies. I had taken on a client or two and I made some money with it. Again, I developed a skill that was paying me money. So I didn't stop learning. I just stopped creating. And that's the point that you have to remember. Even after you quit your job, and you're moving forward, you still need to create. The reason why I stopped is because I did get a little burned out, and burnout can happen if you don't watch it, because there is a lot of things that need to happen in order, but one thing that I learned was that I needed to outsource. So I started outsourcing some of the regular tasks within my business, and I actually got a break. In fact, I recommend you go check out the book, The 4-Hour Week by Tim Ferriss. It'll give you a perspective on the things that you shouldn't concern yourself with, with your business, because your primary concern should be the direction of the business to begin with. Another thing that I wanted to make sure that I focused on after I quit my job was expanding to other traffic sources. Up to this point, my main traffic source had been Google and YouTube. I was getting a ton of traffic from both. But just like I had learned to diversify my income, I had to learn to diversify my traffic sources. So I started working on other ways to get people to my products, including Facebook, Instagram, podcasting more recently. So now, since I have created systems, that continue to grow the other parts of the business even if I'm not actively working on it I can now spend time to build up other traffic sources that way even if one were to fail I would have time to focus on another or focus on that one to build it back up and this is how you insulate yourself from having to go back and get in a job maintaining i do go into great detail about how I was able to maintain uh, in my course, Blog Builder Pro. If you haven't, I highly suggest you go check it out. There is a free webinar which teaches you the three secrets that you need to increase your blogging income, even if you're not a good writer. Suggest you go check it out, blogbuilderpro.net. It's free, 100%, and it's going to give you some really good tactics that you can use to increase your blogging income especially after you have gotten to the point to where you're earning a decent income from your blog. So just to reiterate, you had to define your why. You had to be desperate. You had to settle on a method. You had to build an audience and then monetize that audience. You make a plan, you jump, and then you maintain And this is basically how I was able to quit my job with a website, quit my job with a blog, basically using affiliate marketing, and then later creating my own uh, products and courses. So it's one of the greatest things that I've ever done. I will say it is difficult. It's not easy. There will be plenty of times where you are going to want to give up, which is why I always suggest surrounding yourself with people who are trying to do the same thing. You need community. You need something around you where when times get bad and you just want to quit, you just want to stop, you could possibly be inches away from having a successful blog. But it will get tough once that honeymoon period has passed and you're just working on top of everything else that's going on in your life, you're going to want to quit. But I have a community as well that you can check out if you feel inclined. It's called Superhero Bloggers. Check it out on Facebook. It's where you can ask questions. It's where you can get inspiration. Uh, I'm in there regularly trying to help out, get people talking about their blogs. And if you got a question, just drop it and we'll help you out. So just search Superhero Bloggers on Facebook. So take these tips and actually use them. Actually uh, do some action, put something on paper and follow it. One thing we didn't really touch into was setting deadlines. Set a deadline for yourself. Actually pick a date and hold yourself to it. That way you can start making some moves And you can get, you know, a better situation. Remember about being desperate? (laughs) Getting a better situation than you are right now. But it's only going to happen if you work with it with a little help, which we are here to provide. So thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Please share this podcast with somebody who maybe they are trying to start a business or start a blog online. I'm here to help. If you have any questions for me, please reach out to me at uh, chris at blogbuilderpro.net. And speaking of which, go check out the free webinar we have over at blogbuilderpro.net, where we break down everything. We take the guesswork out of building a blog and turning it into a full-time income. I appreciate you for listening and I'll catch you in the next podcast. See ya.